Talktales, a comedy podcast exploring stories from behind and beyond the bar. We're your hosts. I'm Shauna. And I'm Matt. And I am so excited because we're tiny tailing this little shot ski. Yeah, we are. A little shot of tails. A little shot it's of tails. Talk tails. A little quick little shot about amazing things as far as our industry. And one of those amazing things that we do is spirits. Mm-hmm. We're going to enter the spirit world. Yeah, we are. Yes. Yes. My favorite world. Ooh, who's, we, who's that? Who's Hi. that? Oh, don't mind me. I'm just back here drinking mezcal. Oh, no you know, way. Literally my favorite thing to do. So. That must be Adele. <laughs> that must be Adele. The magic She's drinking word. the mezcal. Sorry. Uh-oh. You got a little wobbly mic there. It's like a wobbly what? speech. What happened? Spin it around. We're going to be an go. edit. Go. You're good? Sorry, I was getting artsy with the microphone. Oh, man. That was like an imp- improvisation microphone uh, dance you did. More like a... I've been drinking some mezcal microphone interaction. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimate problem with the alcoholic solution. (laughs) Well, you know. Well, I think you did pretty. It was amazing. I I documented the whole thing. Oh, oh, I hope you did. (laughs) (laughs) Mentally. We will now. We'll have audible proof. So, uh, you know, like we've been doing really cool stuff. Moving in the new year, we're really diving into the world of spirits. We're diving into the spirit world, which is like. I, it's a little out of our character, like to get like deep diving so much, but because we like to kind of, I don't know, but we, we like to dive into the world of like stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one thing we realized going into 2020 is a lot of the stories of bartenders really come down to like the stories of spirits and like the different, uh, different things we're, we're pouring and like, we're like, shit, you know what? We need to tell those stories, right? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a bartender, I really love products that I can talk about that have stories behind them. Especially people with stories behind them. Yeah. Definitely. And I think as, as far as people that drink, too, like if you go to a bar and you, you see something you've never seen before, maybe you feel a little um, apprehensive about asking about it or like ordering it because you don't know if it's expensive. You don't know if it's... Uh, 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 good a, a good yeah. you don't know if it's something that you recognize or if it's like like something like mezcal you might be a little uh intimidated by right mm-hmm. maybe some people are i'm not <laughs> 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 but i mean I, I i do understand that that is a portion of the industry that that happens um as far as people like coming to the bar who are not bartenders don't have the chance to be able to try some of this stuff so we're going into 2020 deep diving into the spirit world mm-hmm. and I am extremely honored, uh, and may I talk for you both as well? Yeah, yes, do it, please. We are extremely honored to uh, welcome our guests to, to, to tonight, today, t- this morning, whenever you're listening the to past, us. Past, future. Past, future. Uh, windy, cold, hot, stormy. I don't know. I don't Maybe know what your life yeah. is like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to stress about your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're cr- we're cozy in here with this uh, for this mezcal though. But nonetheless, I would love to uh, introduce Carlos Moreno with Coach Mezcal. Woo-hoo! Hey, thank you, dude. Welcome. Carlos, thank you so much for coming on uh, Talk Tales. This is like one of the coolest things I feel like we've ever done. I mean, we've done some pretty cool things. I'm just saying. Well, this is cool. But this might be the coolest. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's my first time in front of micro microphone. So. No, no way. Perfect. Oh, you're doing amazing. You. you look like a natural. 
if I could describe to listeners how naturally uh, Carlos looks in front of the microphone, he's got the mezcal, he's On got the hand. earphones, yeah. and he's already. Uh, he he's looks, got a smile. He almost looks like he's part of Talktails. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's just part of Talktails <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just gonna move into our studio now. Then you're gonna be a part of the show. Oh, so, but who's gonna make this delicious drink? No, we can't do that. <laughs> Matt, you're right. We gotta. We definitely gotta. We gotta l- let him go. Let him loose it back into the <laughs> into world. It was, yeah, it was yeah, a short tenure, part. but uh, deliciousness. Well, it was nice having you, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get real. You real? You ready? I'm ready. Oh. You real? Let's go. Adele, you real? As real as I'll ever be. Matt, you real? I'm real. All as right. the streets. Carlos, you real? Yeah. I I don't know if Carlos knew what I was going to get into. So, Carlos, let's get into uh, you literally came into the podcast studio just now, but you showed up in Los Angeles a little bit earlier. Yes. Yes. Like maybe a few hours earlier. Right. You're right. Okay. And uh, you didn't necessarily know what you were getting yourself into with this podcast, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you offered me some mezcals before. Oh, no, no. <laughs> there you go. Well, we, yeah, we kind of like bamboozled you, and then mm. you you got us tasting all of your amazing mezcals, which is like, I I mean, I've tasted mezcal. Adele, you tasted mezcal. Once or twice. Matt? Mm-hmm. I've tasted a few. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What What'd you think? We went through the whole line. It was delightful and delicious and incredible, and I just wanted to stay to end ever. I'm, I'm basically doing this to humble brag to the audience that we just tasted through the entire portfolio of Coach Mezcal. <laughs> and, uh, and now, now that I've humble bragged all of this, uh, I want to get in and let the audience know what this is about. Okay, Carlos, what, like, let's talk about this in depth, in the depth to our bones. What is Coach Mezcal? Well, I started 10 years ago, the, the project. At, at the beginning, it was not just an idea. Like, I believe that today you see all the different brands that you see in the market, you know, just trying to have a mezcal and create a brand just to be sold. My family comes from Oaxaca, you know, from different indigenous cultures. Ten years ago, there was not this mezcal boom, as today everybody says, you know, there is a mezcal boom, everybody drinking mezcal and loving Mezcal, at that moment, it was really difficult. Even in Oaxaca City, it was so difficult for me to sell one bottle. You know, I was walking on the streets, going inside a bar, a restaurant, and reject me. You know, maybe one of each hundred, they took me. And, you know, take one bottle of or, or mezcal. And something that I see today in the mezcal business, you know, is that there is so much information information miss that I hope this podcast it helps a lot to to share with people like the reality and being honest what is going on in Oaxaca you know because I think all the bartenders that I, I have met in my life they always has been sharing with people and they have created category and we have to tell them the truth what's going on in the mezcal world Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we need to hear too because I, I already in the discussion we've had off mic before this, I've been hearing some misinformation that I know, and I'm like, wait, whoa! Like, I, I definitely feel like uh, let's let's get to the bottom. Like, you know, you you are in the heart of all this, and also I, I 
But let's actually, do you want to talk about the brand first and like what you guys are doing? Yes. Or do you want to talk about love, the beginning? I think I would like to talk about Mezcal as category and then we can talk about our project and brand. Oh, okay. But I think it's mm-hmm. more important for everyone to, you know, to, to talk about Mezcal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then about the brand. Yeah. Perfect. So we it's hear okay what Mezcal you. is. Yeah. I'm all for yeah. that. Yeah. Perfect. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So Mezcal for me uh, was introduced, I want to say... I'm going to say for me, it was introduced to me about eight years ago, Uh, but there was only maybe two to three brands that I was introduced to, Uh, and which one is Delmagay and Vita is one I think is very prominent. That's the one I was introduced Um, to. I also was introduced to Illegal, Mm -hmm. and then there was another brand that I was introduced to. I'm trying to remember the name. I'm not going to remember it right now. It was very smoky. but I know it was a lot of this was tagged on. Good to, that you say it is smoky. Sorry that I interrupted. What's that? I, so good that you say it is smoky because mm-hmm. I, I believe for our category, it's the first idea that people can have. Mezcal should be smoky. And it's not true. Yeah. It, I think that that was a fake marketing thing at, in, the, in the beginning. It was almost like masking the nuances of it. Mm-hmm. I think it was a marketing thing to get people that drank whiskeys. And scotches, scotches yeah. uh, to kind of do a transformation, which also tagged on to the lot to the end of the tequila thing where the the aged tequila is kind of punched onto the American drinkers with whiskeys as well. It kind of like transformed their their thought process as far as consuming whiskeys versus tequilas um, and put value to that with aging and everything like that. I could. I mean, this is just kind of like my thought process on it. I I don't know the history on it. Again, I'm not a historian. Uh, <laughs> no, but- oh, you're not. <laughs> uh, but this is just kind of like my my experience is how I kind of like take it. Yes, it's also something that I have saw in these years is that it was this idea to create the mezcal, you know, as a smoky product, is standardizing. You know, a product. So like a two-dimensional product instead yes. of a very yeah. layered and, and nuanced and um, complex. It can be many different things. Yes. There is a lot of brands that, you know, that has always been trying to push that mezcal should be smoky. Uh-huh. But when you visit Oaxaca and you see the process, I would like to hear someone saying after visit Oaxaca, why mezcal should be that smoky if you're talking about agave? You are talking about taste, different flavors, terroir. Why you should just suspect to be smoky? Yeah. Why would it, it just doesn't be happen one characteristic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, we were trying, you know, two different type of distillations, distilling clay pot and in copper. And we have a nice discussion about how do we find more similarity? Simil- mm-hmm. Similarities? Mm-hmm. Yes. In, in the clay pot than in the copper. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit cleaner to understand. Uh, okay, so you, the, you're, you, I want to like kind of like dig into like what you're talking about, clay pot versus copper pot. There, uh, we have some listeners that may or may not understand what that means. So uh, do you mind like kind of like briefly kind of breaking down the difference between a copper pot uh, distillation with mezcal versus a clay pot? Yes. In, in mezcal, we have different type of, Productions, different ways, you know, methods to be produced. One of these is the Philippine distillation. That it means that you distill in clay pots, and the other one that is the 
Arabic distillation in copper. So this is the main difference. And also the raw materia, which you use to distill, takes part of the flavor of the final product. You know, so when you are talking about the mezcal uh, distilled with clay, you will have this earthiness. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the earthiness, the smell, the taste. It has like and, a constant that comes from that distillation from clay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in copper, you know, it's hermetic, the distillation. So you doesn't lose any steam, you know, vapors in the, mm-hmm. in the distillation. So you have a cleaner mezcal, to say it somehow, a distillation. And if you think about another uh, spirit in the world, like maybe cognac, you know, they have in the, in, in the law that they need to distill in copper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, it's like different because the 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 like the clay like is able to breathe more and there's more like going on. It's more natural in a sense versus like that clean crisp cut you'll get from like the copper stills and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's super interesting to kind of taste those differences in what we tried. But yeah. going back to the smoky thing, going back to the smoky thing, I feel like if when you are if you don't know like if whatever you're taught like as a marketing tool that your mezcal should be smoky, I feel like you're masking all those qualities. You know what I mean? You're masking mm-hmm. how clean the mezcal is or like clean the sense of like how layered or like complex it can be. Or if you're a clay, you know, it could never be smoky because then you're losing all the, the, the nuances from it. Mm-hmm. So when, when we talk about smoky mezcal, like what make, what makes a smoky mezcal? What defines the difference between a smoky mezcal versus a, a mezcal that's done tr- like in a traditional method? Always a traditional method is going to have the smokiness, you know, but the smokiness is, um, is part of the process. It's not the final uh, profile that you are looking for. You know, always you will have the smokiness. Mm-hmm. Artisanal, ancestral mezcal always is going to be something in the taste, you know, like the smoke. But you can control that easily. It's really easy. People think it, it's not, but it is. It depends on the time that you take, you know, to cook the agave. When you cook the agave, you have to put, you know, f- uh, firewood, rocks. After six hours, the rocks become red. You put the agave inside, you cover with the earth, with the dust, and you leave it for four days. But in this time, when you're doing this and you are covering the oven, this time that you can take like 30 minutes, it's not going to be that smoky. But if you take two, three hours, it's going to be smoky. It's the same what you do in your backyard, you know, when you oh. make a, a like asado. A, yeah, like a, a steak or something. Yeah, like a barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. A barbecue, yeah. exactly, you know. You can cook the meat super fast and it's not a smoky. But if you want it a smoky, you will cook it slowly. So it's up to the, like the, the distiller's uh Yes, but discretion. not all, yes, but but for all the communities, you know, maybe I know the ninety percent of the community communities that produce mezcal in Oaxaca. And no one is looking to create a product a smoky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They That's want it to be specific. It's more delicate. Of- it's more, it's more about you go to the communities in Oaxaca and they are talking about the different tastes of agave plants. 
not smokiness. Gotcha. So that, it's, that's it's why it's interesting to see and change that perception, you know, of the consumers. Talk about raw materia, you know, exactly what we talk about wine, mm -hmm. you know. You talk about terroir and you talk about uh, Cabernet, you know, from France, from uh, Sonoma, from I was Spain, just gonna, I was just going to say it's like in the same discussion. Like it's this, I think that's what's really, really, really cool about Mezcal is I don't I don't really know any other spirit besides maybe brandy that really takes on the same nuances and like the same terroir as aspect wine. as wine. And that's like what makes it so romantic. Hmm. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah very, very romantic. And it makes you like intrigued. And the more you think that you know about it, is the more you realize you don't know shit about it. And you want to keep digging. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I learned this. But you know what? There's a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And you want to keep digging. You want to keep digging. Next thing you know, you're 12 bottles in of little taste. And you're like, oh. <laughs> and speaking of 12 bottles in and little taste and learning more, let's let's talk about this line a little bit. Holy shamole. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Whoa, mama. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we literally just tasted through the whole line. How many bottles is in the whole line? Today, in the States, we have 10. 10? But in Mexico, we have 35. Oh, wow. okay. So you need to come to Mexico to try all of yeah. them. Uh, that sounds offer perfect. accepted? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you insist. Challenge accepted. I shall. <laughs> yeah, we got Joel over here giving us the high five. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Oprah of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he says, oh, man. Um, but, okay, more, more so to dig down on this line, uh, The one of the coolest things about this whole... Uh, mezcal product line is on the back label it goes down i'm, I'm just gonna like oh, sorry i'm gonna read kind of where the information you get from it uh you get the maestro the mezcal uh, the mezcalero it, it identifies it in this case it's adrian Bautista. Bautista. Mm -hmm. uh you get the state where it comes from you get the town where it comes from you get the agave strain the baguette uh where of what you're drinking uh you get the maceration which is the age of the agave. You get the altitude, uh, the the oven, what type of oven you're using. Exactly. Um, the must, which is the uh, the base of it, right? Um, the yeah, grinding the method. Process. So this one uh, is the Tahona mill. So uh, I think we should get into that a little bit. Hold on. Let me finish the whole line up here. <laughs> um, it's very transparent. The fermentation method, the water used in fermentation, the distiller... Or, uh, or sorry, that's still, uh, so like this case is copper, a copper still, uh, number of distillations done off of the yield or off of the run, uh, adjustments of alcohol richness, holy moly, uh, <laughs> liters produced and then the lot. And so it gives you the lot number, like the transparency of these bottles are, uh, I don't know if you can be more clear of like what you're drinking, which I don't know if I've ever seen that this transparent. Is that, I mean, I, I, could I, be I wrong, haven't seen but... one that has like the, it, it kind of gives you an idea of like the environment it's in versus like what's in it, which it does say all that and all that stuff. But it's, it's interesting because when we were talking earlier, it was the way you talked was all you, you had so much descriptive, um, like 
like adjectives and all these things to describe like where each one was made. Like it's in the valley and it's like this, and then it's or the highlands. It's like this, or you know, like you're you're talking about like the overall environment that it's that it's being produced in, and it was like really cool. And I kind of get that from these labels. I like think where that, the agave is at, like. I yeah, think that the way people are drinking it's a little changing a little bit, and people are more and more curious about things like this. Like this is becoming important to the consumer. And I think it's really cool that you guys are putting this on your label because mm -hmm. people are starting to care a lot more about it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I think this idea, it came also working, you know, and seeing the bartenders, you know, people in the bars sitting in front of them and seeing them with a lot of uh, ganas. With uh, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm yeah. to, to learn more about mezcal. Well, it's, it's it, talking points for us too. Like it's hard to sell something you don't know, understand that you don't, that you don't, um, that you can't talk about. So, like having a roadmap, it's like giving you the dialogue and the the roadmap to be able to understand it, to be able to talk about it, right? Yeah, and, and when you said like be transparent, you know, mm -hmm. it was like, how can we be honest? You know, because a lot of these people has been cheated, you said, in my opinion, <laughs> when they they are talking like, oh, you know, this agave, it takes 25 years to grow. And they go to Oaxaca and they learn that it's not true. See, until today, I thought that there was some agaves that we were drinking that were 25 years old. Yeah. And it was something about, in my opinion, marketing thing, mm -hmm. you know. Somebody should tell me, like, which spirit it takes so long the raw materia to grow, you know? Almost no one. Mezcal and tequila, mm -hmm. you know? It takes a really long time, but seven years is a lot for raw materia. So saying 10 years, 12, which is true with the agaves, it's great. But saying 25, which is a lie, it's also not nice for mezcal, you know? Because there is going to be some people hurt in their feelings. You mm -hmm. know, like bartenders, people that has been enthusiastic with mezcal. So I think that's why we create this back label. Cool. You know, people should know truth. Okay. Well, okay. Controversial question here. Which is the biggest lie that you think should be debunked about mezcal? What is the biggest lie that you think is going around about mezcal? Uh... Three things. One. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> he asked me one and I say, yeah, three. He was ready. <laughs> let's go. First, it should be a smoky. It's not true. We are talking about years growing raw material because we are talking about raw material. No, it is smokiness. Second, uh, timing in being ready the agave to be harvest. No, the agave plant to be harvest. It has been a lie, you know, in my opinion. And the third, <laughs> the third, ¿cuál era? Ya se me olvidó. No, I just you forgot. forgot. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So two two things that that's big. Um, now, okay. I actually have a question about like. Uh, a little bit of agave. Uh, I have the third. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you would come back. Yeah. I knew you would it was come like, back. why is it third? Three. But, you know, we were discussing about this idea that, oh, 
you know, like women's be included in mezcal world always has been included, mm -hmm. you know? So it's nothing new in my communities, in my culture, women, gay people, heterosexual people, whoever you want is included, you know? Oaxaca, it's, as I was explaining, it's multicultural, you know, microclimes, mm -hmm. and everybody it's involved, you know? Yeah. It's you, a community. It's a community, mm -hmm. you know? We don't have any trouble with no one. Yeah, so Mezcal is you know, like a community that... It is, yeah. you know? Something that I'm very happy about Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. I'm I'm all for that. I'll come and I'll come and harvest some piñas for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like the a pretty great. Like, we were we were in Oaxaca, the first state in Latin America for abortion. Really? I did not in know marriage that. with gay people. Is that wow, right? Really? Yes. <laughs> I did not well, know that. There is a, there's for a... the abortion, yes. For the for the gay people, was first Mexico City, but Oaxaca, Oaxaca? today is. Progressive. Well, now we have yeah. weddings on the street, you know, like it's it's nice. Oaxaca has mushes. Yes. What's Musha, that? It, because it's our culture. Musha is like a very old tradition in Oaxaca. And correct me because I don't know much about this, but it's a, a region of Oaxaca with the indigenous people. Um there if there is a, a usually the youngest man in the family um who will become transgender. And then stay at home with the parents as they get old and take care of them, but be basically transgender, right? Like, is that, I, I don't know if it's like the right word yes. for it. Musha means, you know, like a person that transgender. Yeah, it's yeah, usually it a man, right? But, but it's more about gay people, you know? Right. It, it doesn't matter. Gay. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter the way that you want to take it, the color that you want to take. It's your problem. But I think something amazing is that you have been respectful, you know, in yeah. Oaxaca, mm -hmm. in our culture, all the time. It doesn't matter if you're lesbian or gay. You, you can know? be a musha and be a female as well? Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. That not with the word, but yes, in the culture. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. All right. And that it means sense. something easy that people or the families and your parents go and say, thank you, God. Because you send me this, son. because this person is not gonna get married or not gonna have ch family of their own, so therefore they'll stay here and take care of me. Yes, and oh. they're very oh. and they're very accepting. And it's the family. true, and yeah. you can see that not just in Mexico. You know, you see that in different countries. Oh yeah, sure. You see this in different countries. You know, but and it's you a very. Uh, I feel like I, when I went to Oaxaca and learned about that, I I was very like, like taken aback by how progressive it was because it's not mm. like that in other states in Oaxaca and yeah. Mexico. And it was really cool. It was like, oh, that's fucking cool. But maybe it's not that God sent you, but yeah. Yeah, you know, know. No, it's, it it's, doesn't matter. But, but you know, it's it's true. Like in the past, like gay people doesn't get married. Mm. So at the end, is the people that stay with their parents, they can care of them. Mm. And take care of them. So, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful but little like kind of old, like old school. Oh yeah, kind it's of very thing. old yeah. school. But it's yeah. like, it's uh, it almost gave people like a, a platform way back in the day when they didn't have what they have. Yeah, today. it's a perspective of yeah. how culture, you know. It's um, all right, Carlos. One thing I want to really talk about in this interview is how you and Coach uh, Mezcal have developed a whole um, understanding about Oaxaca and 
keeping Oaxaca Oaxaca as far as developing a sustainable community of people working in Oaxaca and uh, economy that is makes sense to keep in Oaxaca. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. When I start, I saw something, you know, that people was coming to the States for the work. And I started to research why, you know, and I said it was something easy, money, you know, mm-hmm. they are better paid here. <clears throat> so I started the, 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 the brand, the project based on how can you pay the same amount in the, in the same value of money. You know, it doesn't mean that it's like 3,000 US dollars, you know, the same amount in Mexican pesos gives you or you are allowed to live a life like in the States, you know. Mm-hmm. So we found, you know, this point and we start to do it with the people in the communities. And then we saw how the people that was telling me, you know, 10 years ago, I'm going to the States. They start to stay in Oaxaca for that. When I was explaining them, you know, you are going to win this there, but you are going to spend for this, this, that, yeah, that, blah, livable blah, blah. wage versus like, yeah. Then I start to fall in love with Mezcal. And then they start to stay there. And then it was not just one community. Then it was two, three, four, ten. Today I work with 22 different communities in Oaxaca. I work with 1,000 people at least. You know, we produce for more coach. It's our brand, you know, it's our heart. But we also produce for two di- two, any two different brands. You know, why? Because we are a lot of Oaxacanians co-working, different families. We are 52 different families working together to provide mezcal, not just for the brand, you know, wow. for the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what we want to do, you know. That's why we have been backstage. It's not our goal, you know, to be... You know, famous or... No, no, no. It's what we can do in our communities. How can we leave our families together? How can we communicate? We have a beautiful history about Adrian Bautista and Lucio Bautista uh, from Ejutla. They are partners of the brand. Uh, Adrian didn't saw his son for 22 years. And Mm. he saw him Mm. after 22 years when Coach get his visa to come to New York for an event. So we came and Lucio, that is his, is his son, he said, no, Carlos, I'm not going to make the, the trip. The, uh, yeah, no, the visa, you know, mm-hmm. because th- they are going to re- reject me because I was deported twice. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him, don't worry, let's put everything in the, you know, in the paperwork. We did. Transparency again. Yes. Yeah. And he got his visa. You know, for three months. And then I think it's a beautiful history for a brand that it was writing in his passport just for Cochel Mezcal events. After that, we came to New York. We come back to Oaxaca. We got another event in Chicago where his uh, brother and son of Adrian was living there. We apply again for the visa and he (laughs) get it for 10 years. Nice. You know, and it's that histories that are beautiful about mezcal you know also human being mm-hmm. you know how can transparent projects can help people to get closer well i think mm-hmm. it's that's- bartenders producers oaxaca usa anyone and i think that really ties into um 
Adele's question earlier is like, what's one of the biggest misconceptions? It's like, this is a huge misconception. Like, can't like people don't want to be pulled away from their families. Like, that's not the goal, you know. So, like, uh, the fact that you're a you're working towards a sustainable like working environment for people to be able to stay in their their homes to, to survive to survive on a workable like wage which is hello united states that's kind of where we're going to like like living on a work like working for a livable wage is really really important and and definitely i think in a uh in a city of kind of like la and, and then across the u.s like where transplants and gentrification is such a huge thing like the fact that you're able to keep oaxaca oaxaca like the people from oaxaca are staying in oaxaca and like lit this this alcohol this agave is keeping everyone there and you're keeping everyone there and it's just it's it's really cool to see how that all like comes together like it's it started with like something natural literally like or, agave or it it's like a, giving them a choice mm-hmm. like you can go but also you don't have to don't, don't go because you have to yeah and if you and, want to stay then you can't stay and that's such a beautiful choice yeah. that you're and, providing people and all this conversation about smokiness should be the it should not be about that it should be a conversation about how mezcal itself is allowing all of this to happen and you know it's like there it is like it's <laughs> like yeah it's smoky but it's like beautiful it's not it's way more than that like it's it's not yeah it doesn't have it's not just that thing it's not yeah i have a question that might be uh a little like a in-depth question but has oaxaca and mezcal taken any learning lessons as far as like the cultivation and um, importation from tequila, like as far as the mistakes that they've made or like, I don't know if they or who, whoever made, I'm not sure who made the mistakes, but I know that tequila has been going through some hard times. Uh, And is there something that Kosh and you, Carlos, that you and everyone that you're working with is kind of thinking for thinking as far as like making sure that there's no hard times for mezcal yeah it's it's a hard time for mezcal i think the first it will be something that we need to learn about uh, tequila tequila was trying to grow so fast mezcal is also trying to grow so fast at least i think all we know the brands that we are trying to grow so fast you know and creating just a name to be sold to be mm-hmm. to sell a name you know, I like to share with the people, you know, it depends on what you believe, but support things that are not created to be sell mm-hmm. fast as they can, you know? Yeah. Create something. Yeah. With people and then use that and be like, you're, it's like you're helping people. Like, yeah. You know? We we have the communication in your, in our hands, you know, something that we have decided also producing for another brand. I know what they are looking for, you know? That's why we don't part, we don't take part of their brand. Mm-hmm. We are producers. We sell them liquid. And if they go, they stay, they do whatever they want, it's their own decision. You know? Again, you know, transparency. They can go, they can stay, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I just will say to the people that are mezcal fan and they love culture you know mm-hmm. they love mexico they love everything it's like let's not just believe everything that we read on marketing magazines and mm-hmm. everything you know 
I think this kind of, you know, discussion or yes. topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it helps people, you know, to understand and learn a little bit more when it's not everything about marketing. Yeah, it's more than just like a bottle. I, yeah, I, I was super excited and I was super happy for 10 years that we haven't spent any dollar for, you know, uh, marketing in our brand. Mm-hmm. Because we believe we believe that in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Nice. I feel yeah. It. yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says we shall do it. there's different types already let's do it (laughs) (laughs) what is that we're getting the the two minute the two minute (laughs) countdown our producer over here gosh our producer is our wrapping us up we're drinking mezcal all right (laughs) there's no crying in mezcal Oh my God. Not crying. <laughs> Joel, you should know better. No, I don't know. I was on the field. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I cried once or twice. All right, Carlos, do you feel like playing a quick uh, little name game mm-hmm. with us? Okay. Uh, so this is called Choose Ones. It's a very easy game. All you have to do is choose one. We say two, you choose one. Does it make sense? Okay. So nacho cheese or cheddar cheese? What? <laughs> You're starting off strong, <laughs> but good, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, wait. How can we spin this? Uh, two other cheese. Uh, not- Oaxaca cheese or Monterey Jack? Monterey Jack or Oaxaca cheese? Oaxaca cheese. Come on. <laughs> Saw that mile, coming a mile away. Oh, okay, I'm gonna try to spin these. Um, okay, mezcal old fashioned or mezcal Manhattan? Mezcal old fashioned. Vodka or gin? Vodka. Uh, mezcal, shaken or stirred? Or neat? Neat. A ratchet hangover or a two-week mild cold? What? <laughs> like, like the worst hangover of your life? Or, or like you're sick, sick for, for two, two weeks? weeks? A hangover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, okay. Shot of Goldschlager or a shot of Hypnotic? Have you heard of either either of those? Have you had either of those? They're horrible. What's you probably too, haven't. What's too, yeah. <laughs> what's too relevant? Uh, how about a shot of shot of? Okay, how about a shot of uh, a Cuervo or a shot of uh, 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 Gusano Rojo? Cuervo. <laughs> 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 okay, is there equivalent to Trump and Weinstein? I think that's pretty pretty same. Okay. Yeah, pretty okay. Yeah. Go go camping with Donald Trump or go camping with Harvey Weinstein? Second one, please. <laughs> Second one. <laughs> okay, gluten-free or lactose intolerant? Lactose intolerant. Uh, I am. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Elton John or Little John? Elton. <laughs> nice. Rye or bourbon? Mm. <laughs> Rye. Rye. <laughs> uh, this one should be pretty easy. Mezcal or tequila? Mezcal, obviously. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a cocktail bar or a um, dive bar? A what? So a dive like bar. So like a, a cantina or 
o como un, like, bar. Yeah. O, o como un bar cocktail bar no cantina someone who's who's very like nerdy about cocktails or someone who's like an old school bartender, like salty. salty, like just kind of in your face. Oh, bien mamón, bien sangrón. O mamón sangrón, okay. Un bartender sangrón o un bartender presumido porque es bartender. Un bartender sangrón, pero como amargado. That's the word. Sí, amargado. <laughs> salty, salty. salty yeah. There it is. Uh -huh. Perfect. That's been a trend lately. I feel like we're all on the salty bartender train. <laughs> okay. Uh... Dive bar, cantina, or $15 cocktail bar? Cantina. cantina. You already said that. <laughs> yeah. We got all of them? Yeah. Louis C.K. I don't know. If that, that's that's so irrelevant? Yeah. I left out yeah. the ones that were like too much of a stretch to try to re explain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That'll be edit. laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Do you know who Gandalf is? Gandalf, yes. Oh, Matt! <laughs> Judge. The other other one. Who's who's hotter? Gandalf or Dumbledore? Shit. <laughs> Dumbledore. He can change his face. <laughs> so Dumbledore. Dang. You're the first one to say Dumbledore. No, I no, think one other had, person said we've Dumbledore. We've had one or two. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gandalf's hotter, so whatever. <laughs> It's up to everyone's personal <laughs> preference. <laughs> Two people. <laughs> the stats don't lie. And they're both wizards with beards. Um, oh my gosh, Carlos. Okay, so I think at this point, I think let's let listeners know how the heck do you get Kosh? Like, where do we find it? How 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 can you let people know to contact you or how to find it or uh, where you're distributed? If bars don't have it. How do they get it? And they should put it in there. Yes, we start last year, the uh, last month of last year, to be imported by Chopin. Chopin Imports and Chopin Vodka. And the distribution is made by Southern. 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 Mm -hmm. Southern. And are you um, mainly in Los Angeles? Are you mainly, are you in any other states than California? All of California. All of the country? All of the world. Here. Why? it has been okay, like a, a really small brand. In my opinion, it has been a secret that you, you know, you find. Mm -hmm. in, in the States, we are almost in all the States. We are just starting, you know. Thank you to support us. <laughs> and, no, we, we, we need it, you know. We, we, I, I think we are the only... Family-owned mezcal brand in the states. What? Wait, I forgot. Let listeners know what the name means. Sorry. The 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 name uh, Kosh. Oh, Kosh. Kosh is the technical name of the pulquero, and the pulque agave is the uh, origin of the consumption of human being for for agave plant. Mm -hmm. No. And then uh, also let's, let's spell it. K O C H. K O C H, and then on Instagram, uh, yeah, Coach Mescal, and I'm like Carlos Moreno Coach. Nice, Carlos Moreno Coach, K O C H, yeah. and Coach Mescal on Instagram. 
Yes. And then website. Yeah, mezcalcoach.com. Mezcalcoach.com. M E Z. M E Z C A L K O C H dot com. Sorry, you have to do it sometimes. Yeah. Like, uh, like, you know, like spelling's hard. I can't spell. I don't, I don't, sometimes I can't spell my name. Try looking at a hotel. Try to make a reservation in the hotel. Um, <laughs> and, then, and what's the future for Coach? What, what, what's your goals? Obviously, growing, you know. And I think send a message in, in Mezcal world, you know. We also can grow without having these massive amounts for marketing. You know, we, we, we don't have money for marketing. You don't have to be the big guy. Mm -hmm. No. And I have so my friends selling their brands. <laughs> and it's okay, you know. And they just walk away from the communities where they start. And I believe as Oaxacanian that most of the people that have sold the brand, they take all the value of the origin or the identity somewhere else that is not Oaxaca. Mm. So while I'm still alive, I'm going to make sure that coach put their money on my estate and my communities. Mm. Well said. I gave me goosebumps. <laughs> well said. Wait, wait, what what we're talking about? Lum, lum, lumen, luminaire, lum, lumbre. 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 I just was a lumbraid. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That was fucking thank good. You. Yeah. No, thank you. Seriously, thank you for, for saying for saying what needed to be said. We're very grateful for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Joel? Dude. Yeah. yeah. Thank you all. <laughs> the Oprah of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. always bringing us good stuff. Yeah. Like good game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets it. Um, and hopefully what we can get from all of y'all out there in podcast land uh, is a story. And if you have one you want to tell us or maybe even be a possible guest on Talk Tales, you can go to our website, www.talktalesthepodcast.com. And on our homepage, you can submit your stories via email at talktalesofpodcast at gmail.com. That ain't no joke. And if you like our show, do us a solid subscribe and leave us a review. This is a DIY project and all the love we get helps us grow. And if that love comes in the form of a charitable donation, you can share the love on our Patreon page, which you can find the link on our website, talktalesofpodcast.com, as well as patreon.com backslash talktalesofpodcast. I also want to thank our good friend Josh for composing our theme song and thanks to my brother-in-law Grayson for creating our amazing logo. And while all of us on Talktails are above the legal drinking age and enjoy serving and drinking alcohol, we do so responsibly and ask that you do the same. So please do not consume alcohol and drive. That's a big no-no. Don't do it. We don't, don't like it. Don't do it. Not right. going to happen. Yep. Cheers, um, y'all. Not even in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Don't be a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> don't be foolish. <laughs> Um, hey, like Carlos, I know this is a big day for you. You've been traveling all day, uh, and it's a whirlwind. And you're you got this brand and this amazing brand. Seriously, like thank you. Like yep. this is really thank cool you so that much. you spent time with us. Yeah, I, really I feel it. very honored. Yeah, 
Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much, Paul. And cheers, y'all. I really appreciate it. Salud. Salud with copitas. Salud. Oh, how do you say? How do you say? Uh, you, you have to say in Zapote. Dishbe. Dishbe. Dishbe? Dishbe? Dishbe. What he said. What he said. Talk to Talk to